Hello, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Chapter by Chapter, a podcast where we cover a variety of games from a variety of eras with a variety of genres. I am your host, Ethan, and today we are covering Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, which means our resident Pokemon expert is back. It's Week On. Do not adjust your set. You are not hearing anything incorrectly. I'm here. <laughs> do continue this adventure. Yes, no need to adjust your TV sets or your radio <laughs> sets or whatever you may be listening on, which is hopefully something. Volume. <laughs> Obviously adjust the volume if you can't hear us. Uh, so, <laughs> previously we made it into Vermilion City. Uh, we went on to the SS Anne and we went through what you can do there. Uh, bearing in mind the SS Anne is only a one-time area, so when you leave it after you've finished everything there, you won't be able to come back in. So if you think you have missed anything, we advise you listen to our previous episode and make sure that you haven't missed anything before continuing. But today we are going to continue on. So once you've done your stuff on the SS Anne and you've left... You have the option of going straight to the gym and challenging the third gym leader, but we're going to recommend you go over to Route 11 and train up there a bit more before you go to the gym. So, would you like to give us the details? Okay, yeah, so let's take a look here. So, uh, on Route 11, um, it's almost like a, it's like a, set up like a maze-like path mm-hmm. in which there's like a walkway that you can go through. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's plenty of grass to find plenty of Pokemon, mm-hmm. um, and also a couple trainers as well. Um, so we'll start off with the Pokemon that you can find there. And uh, in um, this would be the first time in the game that you can find Drowsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drowsy is psychic type, which is notoriously broken in Generation 1. Uh, do you recommend capturing it? Um... I would, because Drowsy seems to be the first psychic type that you can get. Um, that generally starts off with a decent moveset, because before him, the only one you could get was Abra. Yeah, and Abra's a bit difficult to use, because Abra doesn't really learn an attacking move until it evolves, I think. And even then, to get yeah, final evolution, you need to be able to trade. Uh, yeah, Abra doesn't evolve until level, like, 16. And before then, he doesn't learn anything. So, yeah. Um, essentially, if you did not get Abra, then Drowsy is worth getting. But if you did get Abra, he's probably a cadaver by now. Yeah. So, if you obviously did get an Abra, or you have plans to get a later psychic type, would you just say to skip Drowsy? Yeah, I would say that if you have Abra and it's probably a cadaver by now, then you don't need Drowsy, because there's not really anything Drowsy can do that Abra can't already do. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, any other ones of note on the route? Uh, let's see. Uh, um, nothing really worth mentioning. Like, you can... There's Firo here. There's Ekans and Sandshrew. Um, Pidgey. Uh, but that's really it. There's nothing, uh, nothing too worth noting. Yeah, everything you can, everything else you can find here, you could have found before. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Route Eleven is also the first area where there's two new types of trainers that show Mm -hmm. up. Um, with the first one being the Gambler, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, gamblers, uh, obviously they're not really gamblers anymore. I think it was after... Because, like, this is an interesting uh, little story. Uh, I know a bit about it. Uh, where after Generation 4, I believe it was, a uh, new sort of guidance came in for the age rating systems, like the ESR PC or whatever it is. So, and gambling was deemed too mature. So, in an effort for Pokemon to keep their age rating, like, below teen or whatever, they had to cut out all sorts of gambling and stuff. So, I think, like, in later games, they're renamed as Game Addicts or something. Oh, okay. Huh. <laughs> I've, I've known them as gamblers my whole life, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, find, I remember their sprite being quite funny, though. Like, they sort of seemed like a sort of fat, delusion, drunk old man, which I just found pretty funny. <laughs> oh, when they make them, like, the game addicts? Yeah. Yeah, because I know that the regular gambler sprite is just like some hearty old dude in a robe holding like a Yahtzee cup or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, gamblers, uh, don't, I know, like, I don't know much about early sort of generation gamblers, like, I know later sort of generation gamblers use Pokemon related to money. Uh, I suppose in this generation that would be Meowth? Um, it seems that gamblers don't have like a specific type that they go mm -hmm. for um because they usually like for example on route 11 one of them has just a polywagon horsey mm -hmm. and one has like a bellsprout and an oddish yeah and then one has like, and bullpix mm -hmm. um so it's not really more of like a specific type that they have i think what makes them gamblers is that they give you a lot of money when you beat them yeah uh, well, did gent- like, did gentlemen and, like, ladies or socialites, like, the sort of rich older class exist in this generation? Because, like, they could have been the sort of start or replacement for them, I suppose. Uh, yeah, you ran into some gentlemen on the SSN. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there was quite a few on there yeah. we mentioned in the last episode, if you, uh... <laughs> If you remember. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, stressful life, as we all have, but so obviously I forgot that fact. Uh, I'm doing a great job sort of hosting, directing, producing, editing, and everything. Can't even remember what we talked about <laughs> last episode. I'm doing fabulously well. You're doing great, man. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> uh, so the other sort of type of trader class uh, that we encounter on this route... Um, yeah, so the other type is the engineer. Uh, engineer, I'm assuming... Well, I don't remember an engineer, actually. Like, I'm assuming it's sort of similar to the, like, workers that you get in later generations, then? Kinda, yeah. The engineers, um, are generally just, like, the workers. Um, like, for example, one of them that you talk to says that he's laying down, like, some, uh, some wiring. Yeah. And stuff, so they're the working class characters that are not just trainers. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming they use Magma Might and sort of like that, because I know sort of in later generations, engineers use steel types, but obviously steel types and dark types didn't exist in Generation 1, so I'm assuming they'll use electric types mainly then. Yeah, yeah, for the most part, from what I remember, at least, engineers pretty much use, like, Magnemite and Voltorb. Yeah. Uh, 
So sort of like Pokemon that you could guess would help out in sort of an engineering thingy. So obviously for them it's recommended ground type seeing as ground's the only thing effective against electric. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So mm -hmm. they're they're definitely the people in the game that show that Pokemon have more uses than just for battling. Yeah. They sort of give an insight into sort of culture and sort of utility. Uh <laughs> so uh, any changes between red, blue, and yellow for Route 11? Um, so one change that there is, is that on Route 11, there is a kid who will uh, trade Pokemon with you. Mm -hmm. um, in red and blue, it's a girl that will trade you a neat arena for a neat arena, mm -hmm. which is not very useful. Well, you can find opinion. both in the same game, can't you? Like, it's yeah, not, like one's exclusive. Pretty much, um... But in yellow, um, the, it, the trade is completely different, in which the kid will uh, trade you um, a Doug Trio for a Lickitung. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. um, you know, since Lickitung is a Pokemon that you uh, would not have run into yet. Yeah, well, Lickitung's not a Pokemon you would run into. It's uh, locked to a one-stage evolution, and a Dug Trio is the evolution of Diglett, which we'll get to shortly. So, to me, it seems like kind of not really that advantageous. Would you say go through with the trade? Um, I think neither of them are any good, but the one in yellow is potentially worse just because the kid wants a Lickitung, and mm. Lickitungs are not easy to find to begin with. Yeah. Well, they're only in the and Safari if, Zone, aren't you, they? Yeah, you could just go into Diglett's Cave and get yourself. Yeah, uh, which we'll move on to now, if that's all we have for Route 11. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, so, uh, well, we'll bring up the Snorlax at the end of Route 11. So, at the end of Route 11, there's a gate and a pat, or I think it's either before or after the gate. Uh, so, before or after the gate, there is a... Snorlax there, which you can't wake up yet. Uh, there's a few of them located around the region, sort of blocking you off from another area of the region. Uh, sort of like it's a roadblock, sort of stopping you from progressing too far and like jumping up too far. Uh, so we'll get to how to deal with them hopefully soon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the Snorlax is after the gate. It'll let you go through the gate, but you can only take like a few steps after that. Yeah. You can't get very Snorlax being there. So yeah. you need to wake him up, which we can't do now. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, F, as soon as you hit Route 11, there's a cave to your, I suppose, left or north. Uh, this cave is Diglett's Cave, but basically it's a cave that has been, as the name suggests, mined out by Diglett. And the Diglets, uh, well, as the name suggests, the only Pokemon that appears here is Diglett. Uh, so you can catch one here, uh, which is a ground type, which is pretty useful for Sturgis Gym, isn't it? Um, yes. So, yeah, Diglett's Cave, like you said, you'll pretty much only find Diglett. If you're very, if you are lucky, you can find Dugtrio, <laughs> but they are the only Pokemon. Yeah. Um, and it is absolutely worth it to catch a Diglett or a Dug Trio in here due to the fact that the third gym is electric and yeah. Diglett is a solo ground type. Yeah, uh, for yellow, we recommended you catch a Sandshrew earlier on. Uh, so would you say 
uh, catch a Doug Trio if you have a sand shrew, just so you have another ground type in case your sand shrew is taken out, or? Um, that's not a bad idea, only because it, it really depends on, like, how strong your sand shrew is right now, yeah. but it's not, there's nothing wrong with having two ground types, especially if you have to party. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Diglett's Cave leads somewhere, but it's sort of blocked off now because they're making it more stable, so... With all of our options exhausted, it's time to head to the gym. Uh, yes, so it's time to take on our third gym battle, and which is the uh, Electric Gym, which is run by Lieutenant Surge. Uh, so Lieutenant Surge, Electric-type gym leader, he has quite an infamous puzzle where there's trash cans, and there is... Uh, two trash cans in a gym that have buttons in them that will dis deactivate an electric gate to let you through. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this puzzle? Um, I'm looking here at my notes, and it just says, do dumb puzzle to fight Surge. So, <laughs> <laughs> and now, like, in the later generations, they made the puzzle easier, so it wasn't, like, hard, but it's like, this puzzle is literally chance, like, there's no sort of analytical way to solve it it's just literally hope press one can and hope and pray that the next one you press has the button pretty much the issue is that like the only thing that i do know about it is that uh, if you do find one of the buttons um the other button is always in one of the track kits next to it but yeah. there's still like a one in four chance that you get it right yeah so it's it's really just you pushing A a lot until the game lets you fight Surge. Yeah, so uh, so for this gym and for your own sanity, I would say uh, go into the gym, take out all of the trainers, head back to the center to heal yourself, then solve the puzzle. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, because you, once you beat the trainers, then there's really nothing else to do except dig through trash cans until the gate opens. Yeah. Uh... So, uh, moving on to Serge's team, uh, now I know his team is very different between yellow and red and blue, I know on his yellow team he just has a Raichu, because I think it's meant to represent the anime, where Ash fought Serge's Raichu with his Pikachu, and, like, Serge made fun of Ash being like, oh, you can't fight with that thing, it's weak, it's crap, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Yeah, essentially Surge is just kind of, like, belittling Ash because he hasn't evolved his Pikachu, so... Yeah. Because Ash has right because a Surge has Raichu. Yeah. And it's just like, my Pokemon is evolved, therefore, better by default. Yeah. Uh, but for his red and blue team, uh, I think he still has his Raichu, but he has two other Pokemon as well? Um, yeah, so in red and blue, um, he has Raichu, uh, he also has a Pikachu... And he has a Boltorb. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so, uh, nothing really special. They can all get hit by ground-type moves. Uh, and funny thing about electric types is they, like, in this generation, there were other... Was there other types of Pokemon that was already weak to one type? Um, normal's weak to fighting. Yeah. Uh, but that... That's, uh, is that it? Fighting is weak to psychic. Yeah. Um, well, fighting is weak to psychic and flying. Oh, that's right. Um, 
Yeah, and then there's poison, but poison also be take around in that case. So I think electric. Um, wait. No, I think electric and normal are the only types that have one weakness. Yeah. Well, I was going to say because the funny thing with like if you bring ground type to this battle and as long as you keep its health up, you pretty much won because ground types are super effective against electro types, but electric type moves don't affect ground types. So pretty much all Surge can do is attack you with any normal sort of type moves that he has on his Pokemon. Yeah, that'll pretty much be all he's got going on. Yeah, and obviously um, they're not as powerful as electric type. Yeah, yeah. So if you have Sandshrew and Jiglet, then the gym is very easy. Mm -hmm. um, just note that in red and blue, Raichu, uh, Surge's Raichu in red and blue is level 24, whereas in yellow is 28. They made it higher because it's his only Pokemon, so. <laughs> uh, so. What would your team be for this gym? Would you make any changes to Surge's team, or do you think it's a pretty solid one? Um, I would say that if I was going by his red and blue team, I see no reason to have a little Pikachu in Raichu. Mm -hmm. And so instead of Pikachu, I would probably have Electabuzz, because I think Electabuzz is a very cool one. I would agree, but I would also disagree at the same time. I would replace Raichu with Electabuzz, but I would also take out Pikachu and replace it with Magmite, so there's some more sort of variety, because, like, obviously we always see the Pikachu and Raichu line in Pokemon. Yes, that's true. Although you don't see Raichu all that often. Yeah. Like, they're, they are always around. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I, I might just be a little biased because I, I love Raichu, so... Well, the funny thing is, uh, and we'll get into this debate when we cover it, I like Raichu's regional form, but at the same time, I absolutely hate regional forms. Oh, you mean like the one that was in... Um... Yeah, in Gen 7. Wait. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Raichu got a new typing and look and yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but obviously we'll cover that sort of debate when we get to it. Uh, I think we've just lost a lot of subscribers with that statement. Uh, so please stick to the podcast. We're not just doing Pokemon. We are doing other games and we'll cover uh, sort of regional variants when we get to Generation 7. So please stick around for at least that long. <laughs> Magnemite on the team definitely would have been good. Yeah, because it is just more sort of variety. Yeah, yeah, or even like Magneton if Magnemite would have evolved by then, because Magneton's very cool. Yeah, but I feel like also having Magneton and Electrobuzz is a bit too much, because Electrobuzz is quite strong on its own already. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's why I was saying replace Raichu with Electrobuzz, so like, Electrobuzz becomes the new sort of ace but anyway so what do you get for beating surge um for just surge you get the third badge um which does allow you to use fly outside of battle once you once you get it um and then you also get the tm for thunderbolt <laughs> uh so 
you beat Surge. Uh, after you beat Surge, you have options now. Uh, you can go to Diglett's Cave, and now it's sort of been reinforced, so you can now go all the way through. So, is there anything of note in Diglett's Cave now that it's opened? Um, yes. So, after you beat Surge, and you can go through Diglett's Cave, it's definitely good to go back, because there are two things that you can do. Mm -hmm. Um, one is that if you go through Diglett's Cave to Route 2, like, after the Vermilion Forest, there is a tree that you can cut there. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, there is, like, a little, like, gate on the side of Route 2 that you couldn't get to before. Um, if you go in there, one of Professor Eight is in there. And um, if you talk to him, he will give you a uh, flash. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to have uh, at least 10 different kinds of Pokemon like, recorded in your Pokedex in order to get it from him. Yeah, which you should hopefully have at this point, but something else to note is this is the only way to sort of get back to Pallet Town in that for now, really. Yeah, you can also keep going through the gate to get <laughs> back down to the beginning of the game if you don't want to go through the forest again. Yeah, or if you miss your mother, who I'm certain hasn't missed you because she now has a bedroom and doesn't have to sleep on the kitchen floor anymore. She does not want you to come back. Yeah, no, she wants you to. She wants you to come back once you've made enough money, so she can buy another house with a, so she can buy another one bedroom house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's gonna buy a uh, your rival's house. Yeah, <laughs> make blue. Yeah, make blue homeless. Uh, well, not blue. Uh, Tracy for us. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, anything else? of note before we continue on? Yes, one other thing that you can do that would be great to do is in um, Pewter City, next to the museum, there is a tree that you can cut. Mm -hmm. And if you go in there, there is one of like a, there's like a person in there that you can talk to who will give you an old ember. <laughs> in which with the old ember, what you would do is the old ember is a fossil. Yeah. And it's a fossil that will give you Aerodactyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I was also going to say, uh, bring up the point of, uh, earlier in the game at Mount Moon, you got to pick between two fossils. We recommended the Kabuto fossil, uh, which I think was the Claw fossil. Uh, I can't really remember the name of the fossil, but... Dome. Dome, dome. which was Dome. Yeah, and the, the Abominate was Elix. Yeah, the Dome fossil, so if you sort of went through Mount Moon and straight to Cerulean and were like, oh, I can't restore that fossil now, now you can because you now have a way to get back to Pewter City. Yes, that's right. And uh, and this would be a way that you can now get two fossil Pokemon on your team because yeah. Aerodactyl is cool, so... Yeah, and Aerodactyl is a pretty strong Pokemon because like I know a lot of sort of later trainers use that. Uh, would you recommend restoring the Aerodactyl and adding it to your team? Um, I would, yeah. Just because Aerodactyl being a flying rock type is pretty unique. Yeah. Just because, uh, albeit rock type, honestly isn't the greatest type because it has a lot of weaknesses. But he is not weak to ground because he's flying. Yeah. And... Um, he can learn a lot of strong moves. Yeah. And also, uh, rock flying is a sort of type combination we don't really... See, ever? Yeah, essentially, you don't see many rock line types because most rock types, especially in Gen One, are ground. Yeah, 
Well, like most rock types in general are ground or something like ground steel or like a sort of supplementary type of their fossil like water bug or something. Yeah, yeah, and also Aerodactyl is a dinosaur and dinosaurs are cool, so. <laughs> it's a pterodactyl, isn't it? Uh, yes, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, giving you some dinosaur knowledge as well <laughs> with this podcast. <laughs> uh, so, what you need to do next to sort of progress on is you need to head back up to Cerulean City via the underground path and then cut a tree in the eastern part of the city to reach Route 9. Yes, Route 9. So, let's see. Route 9 is... You're pretty standard route. It's a, it's a little like maze like with a bunch of cliffs. Yeah, plenty of trainers for you to fight. It's quite uh, similar to Route Three in a way, isn't it? Sort of like a mountainous sort of route with some grass and stuff sprinkled through. Uh yeah yeah that's pretty much uh it it pretty much has a similar style just because they're kind of like near each other. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, like, this was back in the 90s, technology was limited, so they reused a lot of stuff throughout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially make the game feel bigger. Yeah, so sort of slightly different. Uh, so, any new Pokemon on Route 9 of note? Um, no. It's basically just uh, Rattata, Spiro, Ekans, and Sandshrew, and we've seen them all already. Yeah, uh... Any interesting trainers, then? Um, have we mentioned the female junior trainer? Female junior trainer? I don't think so. Uh, we've mentioned lasses before, but we haven't really had many female trainers. Yeah, because this is similar to the junior trainer, like the, the camper. This yeah. is like the female variation. Yeah, uh, so pretty much similar to the camper, sort of a variety of Pokemon, but as long as you have a diverse team, you can get through it really. I suppose they use cuter Pokemon being female but still have variety. Um, for the most part, that seems to be the case. Mm-hmm. It's similar to the last like using like the cuter Pokemon. Yeah. So you know you got like, Meowth and Oddish and Yeah. Like, they all use... the smaller ones like that. Yeah, like they use cuter Pokemon but they still sort of serve a purpose and they are sort of stronger compared to like Jigglypuff and Clefairy or something. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. They're, they're the cute ones, but they're not, like, useless, so it's not like Caterpie or Weedle or anything yeah. like that. Yes, yeah, so they're sort of slightly stronger. Uh, <laughs> anything of note between yellow and blue and red? Um, for Route 9, no. They're generally, like, the same. Yeah. Nothing really changed between them. I think the only thing worth noting is that there is a TM for teleport from yeah. nine that you can get. Um which you can use if uh if you have Abra or Drowsy. Yeah. Um if you didn't do the Mew glitch you could use well, the Well I was TM going to, to bring that up, can you do the Mew glitch now with the teleport TM? Yeah, although I don't I don't know if Drowsy can learn teleport now that mm. I think about it. I mean, I don't, I, don't, do I don't know either, but there's also some, because, like, Teleport is a Psychic-type move, and it is sort of used exclusively by Psychic-types, but I'm pretty sure there are some non-Psychics who can learn it. Hmm. That might be 
be something to experiment with just because I know that the TMs that you can give to Pokemon vary yeah. in generation one. And then later games, like some Pokemon can't learn things anymore, like later gens. I think yeah. like gens like 3 or like Red Attack can't learn Water Gun anymore. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also, like, moves and stuff were totally diff- different between Generation 1, and we'll sort of cover that more when we move on to Generation 2 and the sort of intricacies because like a lot of stuff changes from one to two and then from two to three and then from three to four and then after four it is sort of like four sort of has like the sort of foundations of the sort of way pokemon works today yeah yeah and uh i also wanted to just make a quick note and mention like for example one thing that you cannot do in later generations anymore is um both ratata and meow can learn thunderbolt so if I thought you... Meowth could still learn Thunderbolt. And Meowth still learn Thunderbolt? I'm pretty sure I've used, like, maybe not Meowth, but a Persian, sure. I'd have to check that. I'm pretty I sure. Can't... Yeah, I'm pretty I sure remember. I did it on my Let's Go team a while ago. Maybe it's because it's based off of Gen 1, they still let him learn it? Yeah, like, they sort of reverted the sort of movesets to Generation 1 movesets. Uh, we will be right on that uh, with our boundless supply of researchers. Oh, yeah. I just always thought it was funny that cats could shoot lightning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, so I think that's all we have time for. We will answer the question of the millennium of can Meowth still learn Thunderbolt in the next episode uh, is there anything you would like to shamelessly plug before you go um yeah yeah I will uh I can mention my YouTube channel that I have Chaos Roy C-H-A-O-S-R-O-Y yeah. where we do all kinds of gaming stuff on there it's definitely worth checking out yes and hopefully if you have been listening to the podcast in order this won't be the first time you've heard about it and you'll have hopefully subscribed by now uh, yeah yeah I've been saying it every episode so <laughs> you, you know it by heart yeah uh so Thanks again for joining us on another episode by Chapter by Chapter. Uh, next episode, we will go over the next sort of major dungeon in the in red, blue, and yellow, being Rock Tunnel. And we will see you then next time. Okay, bye!